Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, you know what? Still Modern Horizons 2, and we're going to do Legacy Edition. I got a friend on the show. We're going to discuss it. Then also, Secret Lair. There was a card that caught my eye, and I wonder, did it catch yours? And then the shout-out section, where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Did you make it? I hope so. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra large. You can reach me at on Twitter, MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. And don't forget, MT, oh, that's, uh, sorry, MTG Ectoplasm gmail.com, and then my website, MTG Ectoplasm.com, where I have the latest and greatest uh, episodes up there, my short yet extensive spirit content library. So, wherever you're listening to the show, do me a favor. There's that uh, like, subscribe button. Hit that there for me now because I want to thank you, the listener. Over 1,500 listeners of you are listening to the show worldwide, making this your number one spot for spirit content. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am 100% humbled. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I got to bring in a special guest. Okay, you've heard him here on the show once. You've heard him twice. You heard him thrice. You know, I had to bring him in one more time because he's my legacy correspondent. He's the man, the myth, the legend. He's the gentleman you see on Twitch at Bucketman, the number four ever. Okay, you can watch him live stream there. Great streams. It's my man, Peter Valco. Dwight, how you doing? How you doing, my man? How you feeling? Yeah, I started smoking a pipe recently, and I've taken to it quite, quite, quite nicely. I, it's it's good for while I'm playing moto. It's good for the bar, and it's just a it's good. It's a good holding piece. Do you and have a I, Do you have a smoking jacket? I you know I need a smoking jacket. It's too hot for a smoking jacket right now. What I do need is a is a uh, pocket watch. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see. If you need a monocle, uh, a, a smoking jacket, maybe a top hat. Mm, you know, that would be fun. Or just dress like Bing Crosby. Oh. And just go up to people and just be like, if your kids ever start acting up, just put a bunch of oranges in a bag. It won't leave a bruise and it'll show them who's boss. Amen. You're talking, you see, this is, this is the stuff talk that we got when I was in my youth. My, my father taught me phone books don't leave marks. Of course, of course. <laughs> so we are, we are not condoning violence here. We're just talking about shenanigans from our youth. So, of Peter, course. how I you mean, been? No. How you been, Peter? I haven't heard from you in a quick minute. I know you and I, with the audience isn't aware, we did an episode uh, previously and with, uh, with yeah. a gentleman named Matt, and it got corrupted. The fog went kaput, but I have you back. Exactly, and hopefully we'll get Matt back soon. That was a good episode. I was very sad that we lost it, but, you know, things happen. Um, 
the world of magic has been pretty crazy lately. I, I don't know if you've been watching my stream. I've uh, been diving into modern with uh, land destruction. I uh, built a Mardu land destruction deck with a couple other bombs in it. Uh, and it's been it's been back and forth just because of how the format is right now. You know, everyone's trying different things, seeing what's working, see what, what niches really, you know, stick. But um, I've been having fun with it. We've been blowing up some lands and making people miserable. There you go. I mean, you know, with the new uh, release of Modern Horizons, anything is possible, basically, you know. Uh, modern I've seen shaken up. Um, I'm hoping legacy is getting shot up and sh you know, shaken up as well. I hope every format gets shaken up, you know, even commander. So I will say this, if we're going to dive right into it, it's a lot less sparse as I'm seeing right now, the legacy format with the addition of modern horizons too, as opposed to modern right now, modern I can't tell you the amount of decks I've played between Merfolk, Reanimator, uh, Attempts at Hogak, um, Storm, all sorts of crazy stuff. Legacy, I've only been able to keep an eye on it, and it hasn't been that different. Really? So let's, I know you had a sheet written up for me here, but I'm going to divulge for a little bit. Uh, but basically, that, that's my overall thought for Modern Horizons 2 for Legacy. I think that there is still time for things to happen. And we're only a couple weeks into the whole set being out. So, you know, it's not really much of a judgment. But as of right now, I think it needs a little bit more time as far as Legacy to really for people to have really tried everything. Um, I was definitely expecting to see a lot more workshop artifact based decks in the tops being that Urza saga is now a thing and everyone's been on top of that but surprisingly no surprisingly no the decks that have really stood out so far and the ones that have been repeating as the dominant ones i will go down here on top we've got blue red delver which i can't even count like with these decks i can't even count the amount of times i've seen them i can but I can't be bothered right now. I'd rather talk about it. Um, <laughs> just Dragon's Rage Channeler. This red Delirium card has really set the stage for spell-based decks, Delver decks, um, Blitz decks. It really is a great addition. I, I don't think it's unfair. I think that actually making it attack each turn is pretty reasonable. It turns into somewhat of a Delver, but it has to attack. I like that. Yep. Um, so having a second Delver in the deck is definitely helpful. It, it, um, it hasn't replaced the Delver itself. It's just an no, addition. No, absolutely to it. not. Chiefly because you have to attack with it every turn once it has the Delirium up. Okay. So we're still getting some um, pieces of Strixhaven played around with, and I think Expressive Iteration has kind of stuck as far as um, Legacy in the Delver format. Uh, so that's that. Hogak. Yeah, I know. Hogak. We th this was the thing from that last Modern Horizons yep, and two years ago. Yeah, but it's the it, it, I don't know. I, I guess it's just me seeing a deck that dominated in a lot the first Modern Horizons being the big deck we're seeing right now. And to be honest with you, it's nothing really new I'm seeing in these lists. It's just the fact that as of right now, people know that Legacy and Modern are very 
unstable right now and that you can really try anything and have a pretty good um, chance of success. I don't mean anything, but you know what I mean. So we've got that. We've got Delver. We've got Hogak. And finally, Sneak and Show. Sneak and Show, I, I, this is the time, in my years of legacy, this is the time that uh, Sneak and Show really pops up a lot. When people don't know what's going to happen with the format. When a new big set comes out that is, uh, and people are really trying new things for Legacy, that's when Sneak and Show comes in. So they can pop in, show you their Emrakul, and not really have to see what you have to see, uh, show and move on. It's a quick game. Right. Well, it's, it's it, you know, I wish there was a little bit more shakeup because, like, that's one thing I enjoy personally about Modern is that, you know, every... You know, every new set comes out, there's potential of more decks or new decks being introduced. And Legacy, it seems like it's very consistent. You know, decks and taxes, Elves, 12 Post, Hogak, Dark Depth, so on and so forth, that it just tend to be the decks that are just there. You know what I mean? Of course. Here's the thing, and here's a theory I have. Modern is has gotten such a power boost as of uh, Modern Horizons 2 that I think, honestly, people are seeing a format right now that has a pretty decent power level. It's only free counterspells, Pact of Negation and Force of Negation, no Force of Will. That, that does open the door to do a lot more stuff. So I really wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people told me, yeah, I was playing more modern than Legacy during Modern Horizons 2, which, you know, is how it's meant to be. Modern Horizons for a reason. Yeah, good, solid point. Now, here's my question for you. Which cards stood out to you, and which ones will do you think will make a big impact in uh, Legacy? In Legacy. So... I'm going to add a section to that, but first we're going to stick with, uh, I think the card that really proved the most to me is the um, uh, the Dragon's Rage Channeler. Again, this is another Delver that only downside is that it's forced to attack once you have Delirium. Um, and this just brings Delver to a whole other power level. And if it got to the point where they had to talk about a ban or something, I don't even know what they'd do, because this is a very fair deck. Mm. They would like this is a situation where they'd have to print something in the next set or something that would just be so impeding to Delver that they just won't play it. I hear you. So Dragon's Rage Channeler definitely has my um my vote for highest performing legacy card out of Modern Horizons too. All right. Now, like what are your thoughts on Thought Monitor, like uh, going into Affinity? Oh, so you heard, so I liked, I, I'm glad that episode didn't get released last time because I talked a lot of trash about Thought Monitor. And let me tell you something. As an old vintage, not vintage, as an old, but I'm, vintage is in the term of being around as long as I have with uh, playing like, uh, Affinity like a as long line. as I have. Six mana for an Affinity and getting a 2-2 that flies and you draw two cards, I think they could have gone one or two cheaper with that, if like, if anything. All the, t- the artifact lands come into play tap. That's so late, even for Affinity, to have a, 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 a flyer, a 2-2 flyer that draws you two cards come into play. 
And maybe it's just me looking at it and seeing that seven mana, but I don't know. I think it could they could have gotten it cheaper for Affinity. But that being said, it has performed very well in Modern. I haven't seen a lot of it in Legacy, but um, I expect good things out of it now. All right. And then the Incarnations, the uh, 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 Elemental Incarnations, have they made any noise? So... As far as modern, absolutely. They made a ton of noise. Legacy, the biggest thing I've noticed is a one Fury in a Delver deck, um, maybe a Grief in some sort of Grixis deck, or um, the Solitude. I saw a couple Death and Taxes deck try it. Now, obviously I didn't watch their games in person, so I don't know how it went. I don't like it as a replacement for Source to Plowshare just because, as me and Matt stated in the podcast that we lost, that you're you're losing a white card from your hand if you want to evoke it. And if you're really paying five mana to do a Source to Plowshare, that card better be a problem, problem enough to do it, you know? No, valid point. I hear you. Now, were there any sleeper cards that you saw that players in Legacy would be interested in? Card, so do you mean like cards that haven't been touched yet as far as... You know, potential cards where people go, hmm, this may fit in a deck somewhere, but it really hasn't got there yet? To be honest, I, I'm, I'm looking at this dress down. The two-mana enchantment with Flash that enters the battlefield, you draw a card. Creatures lose all abilities... And at the beginning of the end step, uh, you sacrifice Dress Down. Now, many years ago, there was a deck that floated around Legacy called Humility. And that is a card that basically takes all abilities and um, special uh, special abilities away from creatures and just makes them one once. And that was just a deck. I can see this just you drop the Dress Down at the right time and avoid some big end-of-the-turn effect or something. Honestly, I, I could see this with, like, um, any effect that would give um, an Emrakul sacrifice this at the beginning, like a Gorio's Vengeance deck. Okay. If you played this if you played this with a Gorio's Vengeance deck in, like, Modern or whatever, like, the equivalent would be in Legacy. I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But that uh, that effect that says you have to sacrifice it at the end of turn is gone once you drop it dressed down. That's valid. That's a valid, very valid point. So you have a free Gristlebrand. You have a cheap Gristlebrand or an Emrakul or something that doesn't have to be sacrificed ever. That that sounds too that's too damn good to be true. So, um. I think that's, uh, honestly, now looking at it, that's the card that people are sleeping on, and I'm surprised more people didn't think of that. Now, do you think Yavamaya's Cradle, or the Yavamaya Cradle of Growth, will be used? The, um, the one Green Herborg? Yes. I didn't see it yet. I can't deny the power of a Green Herborg, and I can't, I, I can't play ignorant to it. I just don't know what they're going to do with it. Like, it's a lot of power, but it's like it's one of those rare situations in Magic where you're like, what are you doing with this? What? I mean, the only thing I can think of, like, if Elf 
elf players like Testacular. You know, he's a big fan of the elves. I mean, there's Forest Rock right there. You know what I mean? I need to talk to Testacular about this card because here's the thing. Most of the time, all the lands you're running in that deck are going to be forests. So why, what, what would you need? The, like, I could see this being like, oh, if you have cards in your lands in your deck that aren't forest, then this turns into the forest. So Query and Ranger can be useful. Okay, cool. But all your lands in your decks are either forests or dual land forests. No, but I'm saying like, I, you give your opponent force and you force to walk over them. Like you do with Merfolk and Islands. But I, I, what's the big game winning force walk card? That's the thing. I don't know. Uh, uh, I feel like Elvis, there's Elvis something champion? here. I'm sorry? Elvis Champion? Yeah. I mean, is that that's not really seeing legacy play, though. I mean, I'm trying to think of a force okay. walk card that's seen legacy play. And I'm drawing a blank. Well, you, if, if, if it comes to mind, you'll, you'll shout it out. Now, Urza Saga. Like, Urza Saga is huge. It's everywhere in modern. Is it making an appearance at all in Legacy. So here's the thing. Let's let's talk about Ursa Saga for a minute. I've been having some racing thoughts back and forth about Ursa Saga. And I've been hearing a lot of people's arguments saying that it's too much, that you don't really have to do anything to use it, that it's broken. I'm okay with it. I don't know if it's the fact that I've been playing Mardu and I have my Vindicates just to take care of it, or Pillage, or, like, just because that's the deck I'm playing, like, blow stuff up. But I think that's the end of the day. If you can blow this up, or if you can just, you know, keep that uh, advantage they're getting from it under control with some sort of control deck or mid-range deck, you're fine. Like, this isn't... Th this card is, is good, but it's fair. Okay, that you know we all have our opinion. Me, me personally, I think this this card is in too many decks, and when a card is in too many decks, that means it's too powerful. That's that's just no. no. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's take a look at this here. We've got plenty of cards that share across all sorts of different decks. Let's take a look in Legacy real quick. So, Brainstorm alone, that is a card that's seen all over Legacy. Force of Will, card that's seen all over Legacy. Um, Relic of Progenitus, between Modern and Legacy, a good sideboard card. Just because I know I'm not making my point in the best fashion here, but my point is is that just because a card is used in multiple decks does not mean that it is needed to be banned or broken. There are plenty of cards throughout history, and I'm drawing a blank on them right now because I'm, I'm just in the spur of the moment of a rant. But the fact of the matter is is that you can't just look at a card and say, oh, well, it's being used in all these decks. It's got to be banned or it's too much. There are plenty of cards out there that are not backwards broken that are still run in a predominant amount of decks. And... They haven't been touched for a while. And honestly, that's like that's the place you want to be in Magic. You want to be in a place where there are cards that you don't really have to worry about that are fair. Okay. It's a valid point. Uh, let me ask you, uh, you know, since we're both spirit, you know, spirit likers or spirit, uh, you know, players, um, 
is there any cards that you saw like you know i know you played the uh bant you know spirits was there anything in you know in this that made you go hmm i, I would like to add this on my bant uh spirits deck or even azorius so let's take a look here uh just briefly because i'm 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 not seeing it like let's look at here the incarnations as far as band all too big to be cocoed in in the colors and um in the azorius build i don't like maybe you'd run a solitude but again you're losing a card for that this is these incarnations are made for very specific types of decks or decks that can afford to throw away cards and have tons of card advantage spirits is not one of those decks so that's one tick right there so those cards i don't think will be used um this is a lot of the suspend cards i don't see them using um there are may very well be some sideboard pieces in here like well, maybe like suspend some i'm sorry maybe suspend in the sideboard no i'm, I'm saying maybe there's some cards that you'd run the sideboard here like esper sentinel that probably would be acceptable to run in a Bant or Azorius um, Shell of Spirits. Um, solitary Confinement, I can see running in the sideboard. If you can get your opponent in a place where you have a wide enough board and they're either burning you or doing some sort of damage to you, and you think you can win the race as long as you don't have to deal with them burning you, Solitary Confinement would be a good sideboard card. Okay. Um, Verdant Command, another sideboard card. I, if anything, there, I'll shorten this by saying there are just a lot of good sideboard cards, if anything, for Spirits here. I don't see anything main board, really. Um, again, that is sad that Spirits didn't really get love in this set, I think. If anything, Modern Horizons 2 would have been something that we should have at least gotten, like, a Spellcrawler reprint. That would have been good just because we just did the secret layer of it, too. Um, and we, when have we seen a Spellcrawler reprint ever? Right. Seal of Removal, Counterspell, that's pretty much it. Like, I, again, it's sad that uh, Spirits didn't get love in this set, but it is what it is. Now, since Legacy is your format, like, how do you see... The direction of it do you do you, do you think it, it's going to continue being consistent the way it is or eventually you know people are going to go enough's enough and they're going to start doing something different i think delver is going to be the deck of the summer again this is uh we've had plenty of summers like that in the past with magic's history but i think this is the summer of delver this is the uh summer that delver is going to run amok all over legacy and you're going to be dead by turn three or four. Um, and that's, as of right now, the biggest prediction I can make. We, again, I will state that we are in a um, very uh, shaky area with the format. New cards have come in, a lot of new high power level stuff, and people are still playing with it and still figuring it out so we're only a couple weeks into this i'd say mid-july i'd have a better grip on that okay that's a, that's a very valid you know conclusion uh my thing is um i know a lot of spirit players they like legacy when we when we post the show 
Legacy tends to be the number one draw for spear players. Uh, you would think me, they're modern or pioneer. A lot of listeners listen for legacy. Here's my question for you. Since, since you, you, you know, you're the, my savant, where do you see spirits in this meta? Like the current meta that's in, and is there a particular flavor of spirits like uh, Zorius, Bant, or even Mono Snow Blue, uh, Mono, uh, Mono Blue Snow Build that actually will do better in Legacy? So I'm going to answer my question, you know, that question like this. I think like always, like I've always said, I think Bant is your best shell, especially now. This is a format where you're going to need your card advantage and you're going to need, you know, to keep threats coming and collected company does that job. Um, so I think if they, you're going to tackle spirits in any traditional way, I'll emphasize it like that, that's how you're going to do it. Now, you want to tackle spirits the Modern Horizons 2 way, here's how you do it. You get... Your Supreme Phantoms, your Draw Skull Captains, um, Mausoleum Wanderers, um, yeah, your Lords, the, the basic stuff without going too far into the Spirit Shell, and you do a Stoneblade package with it. I have been seeing a lot of success with Cauldra, and a lot of people, just Cauldra Complete, don't realize that it itself is indestructible. Wow. That can win you a lot of games. I think a spirit, maybe Esper Spirit Blade or Azorius Spirit Blade could do very well in this format. But that's another thing about Cauldra. It don't fly. No, it doesn't. No, it does not at all. Yes. Giving it flying would be make it just so much better, in my opinion. However, you'd have to find a way to cheat it on because it is seven mana. So maybe you're just running a stone blade as, you know, Cauldra adding the power, its power to spirits. But again, there are ways to cheat it on. So I think, um, I think there are different ways that you can tackle spirits in legacy right as of right now with the format being where it is. Okay. That's, that's a very valid point. I, I enjoy your honesty about that. You know, it's, you know, we want to make sure our listeners get no, no, you know, bullshit here. Uh, let me. Uh, my last question for this uh, segment is: Is there any cards particularly that you wish you would have seen in Modern Horizons One or Two for Legacy? Are you asking if there's a card I would card I wish I'd seen printed in Modern Horizons Two? Yes. That's tough. You know, like I said, I think I think spirits deserve. If anything, spirits deserve some love um, out of this set, but they didn't get it. Um, well, just so you're aware, the, the, just so you're aware, Doctor Doctor Katz, who was on the show last week, he he gave me a nugget that I wasn't aware of that uh, uh, Rosewater uh, gave a hint that there will be spirits in uh, uh, what's it, Innistrad, the the two Innistrad sets that are coming out. Can I can I just um, God, where's my Wiley sound effects here? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Of course, we're getting spirits in Innistrad, Mark. Thanks. If I may, Dwight, for a minute. Mark, Dwight, uh, uh, Innistrad has been a set for years, been been run by the spooky and scary. So telling us that we're going to get ghosts in the spooky and scary set is not a surprise or not a hint, hint. 
<laughs> well, I actually thought because one is called the Crimson Vow, and I'm like, okay, this is just going to be a vampire deck and humans. And then the other ones were like werewolves, and I'm like, okay, werewolves and humans. So that's it. Yeah, I'm call. I'm gonna call it like this. It's. I think. I think Rosewater is talking out his butt right now because here's what I think they're gonna do. And this is. I base this off of nothing, but just this is how my luck goes. Okay, before you continue, it's gonna be like Battle for Zen. It's gonna be like the second Zendikar set, or no? It's gonna be like the last Zendikar set we had last fall, where they didn't include the Eldrazi's. That's where we're gonna get a spiritless Innistrad, and it's gonna suck. Okay, you you heard what Peter says. I I will stay on the sideline and say, Watsy, please don't make what Peter said happen. I, I hope they don't, but this is I'm just this is how things happen in my life. I think they're gonna go one way and then it's just like oh shenanigans. Squirrels in Modern Horizons too. Not that I have a problem with that. Honestly, I think they would have been great on Arena, but all right, before we go to my uh, our next segment, I want to shout out Magnolia Gaming in Hoboken on 79, uh, 79 Hudson Street, Suite 103, Double L, Hoboken, New Jersey. You can find them on Facebook at Magnolia Gaming Hoboken or their website, magnoliagaming.com. Tell Mike that's there that uh, MTG Ectoplasm sent you. And they basically focus on card games, board games, D&D, have a decent, var- decent var- variety of products in the store. Uh, like I said before, they're working on a weekly and monthly schedule. So go out there, let them know what you want to play if you're in that immediate area. And if you do Flesh and Blood, they play that there too, guys. So please go check out uh, Magnolia Gaming in Hoboken. Tell Mike that Dwight sent you and even Peter sent you that you listen to this this uh, episode mtg ectoplasm and you like the content and you're interested in their lgs so peter we're done with modern horizons too okay we're gonna talk about one thing that caught my eye and you're like you you, you mentioned it to me i was like okay what's going on are we talking about the uh secret lair here here you go so they let, let's let's inform them for a bit unless unless you guys have been living under the metaphorical magic gathering rock um or the this world weekend, tree this weekend they released a the most secret layers they've ever released as a spoiler at once so th- let's go down the list here so we got a couple special artist ones here now we got Secret Lair Dan Frazier, and he did Signets. And I got to tell you, when I first saw these, before I actually looked at these cards properly, I thought we were getting some new moxes. And I was like, what? Yeah. So that was a thing in my mind. Then, of course, late as ever, we got Secret Lair Mother's Day 2021, when Father's Day is this weekend. Um, good job, Wizards. Yeah, where, where's so, the Father's you know, Day one? What? Oh, where's the Father's Day one? I know, that's what I'm saying. Um, good art. Um, yeah, can't complain. Good Mother of Runes art. Death and Taxes players will love this. Uh, the Phyrexian Praetor, uh, Praetor's Complete set of uh, Secret Lair, which, honestly, I re- I looked at the price. It's not unaffordable, especially for all of them. So, you know, grab that while you can. The Secret Lair Jen Bartel, which has uh, Archaeomancy, Bloom Tender, uh, Mesa Enchantress and Meteor Golem, which Meteor Golem is honestly my favorite art out of that. 
Secret Lair Fiona Staples, which we have Dryad of the Illison Grove, Metallic Mimic, Sakura Tribal Elder, Soul Scar Mage, and Spellqueller. Honestly, if it weren't for the Metallic Mimic, this would be like kind of a, a weird modern Secret Lair of like um, Valakai and Blitz and Amulet Titan and Spirits. I mean, if you look at it, that's all modern staples right there. Metallic Mimic is not. Well, besides the Metallic Mimic. Yes. And uh, we have the Secret Lair Mark Pool, which has Balance, Birds of Paradise, which got a very refreshing old art art redo, which I love. I'm a fan of. I'm sorry? I'm a big fan of that one. And also... I thought you said you were, and I was going to be like, Dwight, what's wrong with you? No, I'm a big fan Um, of that and the the counter spell. We got brainstorm art, which I don't understand. I don't understand how what this man is doing right now is brainstorming. It looks like he caught a balloon of water in the middle of the ocean, and he doesn't know what to do with it. He looks like Steven Seagal when he was handed that watermelon when he went to go visit um, <laughs> the the, uh, the leader of Poland or whatever he did. Amen. He just looks like he looks like he was like, "Yep, I got this. Yep, all right, I'm holding it. Okay." Uh, Counterspell, uh, no new art on this one, some old art, but, you know, got touched up, looks good. Uh, a touched up, a retouched up old art of Howling Mine, and finally, new art of Wasteland, and so that nice. looks just so good. So good, bro, it's, oh so, my god, so good. The last secret, the last secret lair we got here is the secret lair morning, Saturday morning D&D. And I'm also a fan of this one too. I don't. Rem- I never watched this, but no? um, well, you were probably too what? young. You were probably way too young to see this in cartoons. I, I I remember seeing like old reruns of it when I'd watch like um, Saturday morning cartoons, and it'd be like five thirty six in the morning. But other than that, no, I never really watched it. Oh, dude, um, what? A, let me just take you hands down. Uh, like before this show, like because I was in Florida, Orlando to be specific. I watched it like before this came on, it was like Fat Albert and then came on Dungeons and Dragons. Let me just tell you, I purposely waited. Like I I was like twiddling my thumbs going through Fat Albert and I'm like, oh my god, D and D. Here comes D and D and it's like, oh so good. I like I'm this is one that I'm de- definitely gonna purchase just because of the child nostalgia in me. I, I think that that sounds like how it was for me during the summer with Zoids. Zoids was my shit to wake up to in the morning. Uh, just like early as shit, I'll watch that. But um, we got some good ones here. And honestly, Primal Vigor is like $35, $45. So the price you're getting all this for is not bad. I'd go grab that while you can. Exactly. I, I, like, I just hope, you know, the foiling process is better than what it's been. You know, for those people who enjoy foils, so well, all they have to do is you know not use a bad foiling process and don't leave the packages in a humidifier for three days before they send it out. Well, let me ask you, which one did you like the most? Oh, making me pick now. I am going to have to go with the Dan Fraser signets. They look so good. They are I honestly would wear some of this like jewelry. I, w- I would wear the Demir signet and the is it signet and the rack. I would go full Grixis jewelry. Wow. Okay. I don't know what the gruel one is. I, I feel like th- that one is just like I just tape two rocks together. It'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like. Mm. 
The Boros one is pretty cool. The Boros one isn't that bad. It isn't. It's pretty good. Now, the one that caught my eye, and of course the one we're going to end up talking about, is Fiona Staples. That Fiona Staples secret lair. Because of Spell Queller. Of course I had to talk about it. My thing is, what is your thoughts on the Spell Queller art? I know, you know, artwork can be uh, subjective. It's uh, what I see right now. I see a bunch of cloth wrapped in chains and some pink, pink and white stuff going into a lantern. I don't see a ghost. I, I agree with you. I like so, I, there's a part of I me that like, I want this, but the, like, and people don't realize, you know, Fiona, uh, Fiona Staples is an award-winning comic artist. Like she, she's a great artist here. And I, I can't fault her for this. It's, it's, this is her vision, and it came mm-hmm. out very well. And But there's no ghost. It's like, just... I can't fault the art. I have to fault the layout here. And if she if it's because she doesn't know Magic the Gathering that well, that's fine. But really, how much do you need to know in Magic the Gathering to know the spirit card should have the spirit in the picture? I hear you. To me, it just looks like, like the Shroud of Tyran. Wrapped in chains. It looks like it's like a rogue member of the Green Lantern went out of control and started killing rags. Now, if you had to get, you know, if you had to get these, what would you get? Would you get the regular or the foil? Uh, as far as I think I just stick with the regular. I think unless I know the foiling process is going to be good, I'm not getting it. Just no. with everything I've heard lately, I, even though I don't even play paper. No, do, do these things go up in value at all? Like, I mean, it this, depends. It's a collecting card game, okay? We collect cards because you know it's a game. First of all, we play the game, but we collect the cards, and they have some intrinsic value. I mean, is there any true intrinsic value besides paying thirty nine ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine for this stuff? So, here's the thing. And I've had this conversation ever since I started playing EEH. Here's the fact of the matter is that people like shiny rocks. Um, people really like to collect shiny rocks. I hope you're following my metaphor here. Um, yeah, my wife and with the, with some, beautiful some, rocks, some rocks they find shinier than others and they want that rock more. And the consensus of the community also thinks that that rock is shinier than the other rock. So even though they're the same rock and they're both shiny, just because one's shinier, it's worth more. So I'll break that down for you. Right now, with this kind of stuff, as far as art and um, you know, preference between different styles, that's all community consensus that drives the price. It's the community consensus and it's the commanders that are being played right now and what's hot. It's a weird market as far as art. Um, But yeah. Valid point. I I can't agree with you more. I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I'm beholding, and I think it's cool looking, just not... I don't think I'd go out of my way to purchase this, unfortunately, even though it's extended art. And I do love extended art cards. 
Peter. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, you cut out for a minute there, Dwight. Okay. You know, I just wanted to, because it sounded like somebody was walking down the steps, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Sounds like spooky ghost walking down I don't have steps in my apartment. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let's go to the shout-out section, shall we? Of course. Let's uh, do it. All right. Let's get out to the shout-out section where we're looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Did you guys make it, ladies and gentlemen? Did you? I hope so. Because if you didn't, don't worry. No worries. Uh, the next time I do a shout-out section, I might be saying your name, and uh, Peter and I, we're going to root for you. Right, Peter? Of course. Okay, I'm sorry. I caught you in the mid uh, of inhaling there. Now, in Pioneer, June 13th, in a first-place finish in Bant, in an MT, uh, MTGO Pioneer, Pioneer League, it's Karate Dom. Karate Dom, congratulations. On June 14th, a player went 5-0 and with a Bant build in a MTGO league. And that's a Rosta, what the hell did my wife put here? A Rosta 56. In June 14th, 5-0 in a Mono Blue Snow build in an MTGO league. Matsuzaku 94. June 17th, another 5-0. Bant in a MTGO league. Ice Drake 7. Another June 17th, 5-0, Mono Blue Snow Build, MTGL League, Matsuzaku, 94 again. You know what? Hands down, uh, what can I say here, ladies and gentlemen? You guys in Pioneer kicked ass. Hands down, kicked ass in Pioneer. Congratulations proving that Spirits is the best in Pioneer. Unfortunately, we didn't have anybody in Legacy. You know, uh, you know don't worry. We'll get somebody eventually. Historic, no one this week, but don't worry. Someone will eventually get it. And now, in Pioneer, uh, sorry, in uh, Modern, ready? On June 11th, 5-0 band build in MTGO League, Dr. Queller. Woo! On June 15th, 5-0 with a band build in MTGO League, Dr. Queller. Oh! On June 18th, 5-0 with an Azorius build in an MTGO league. Guess who it was? Take a guess, Peter. Oh, God. Don't give me impossible questions, Dr. Queller. Dr. Queller it was. Look at that. Dr. Queller kicking ass three times in a row that last week in Modern. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what flavor you pick in Modern. Dr. Queller's proven it here. Doesn't matter if it's Bant or Azorius, he's kicking ass. One thing I saw really interesting in his Azorius builds, he put four glass pool mimics. He had 20 land, and then the sideboard, he had two Kataki, three Chalice of the Void, and three Sanctifier, Sanctifier Invec. Yeah, I bet he was also running four spell quellers like it's supposed to be. Yep. Yeah, testacular. I'm talking <laughs> to you. Oh, don't do that. Don't start a... Don't start a uh, uh, a rivalry with testacular him and Ben. A oh. quelling, a quelling feud. Oh, I, I, if I can behind the scenes start Magic the Gathering rivalries, I will do that. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the, the, see, we have to start a different show for that. We got to call it something like uh, "Is it MTG?" I'm just saying. So, Peter, now that we uh, shouted out the best of the best, Dr. Queller and Matsuzaku, and then Ice Trick 74, Karate Dom, and, and so on and so forth. Tom, what, are you, what are you promoting this week? Well, 
If you enjoy listening to me rant, rave, talk about Magic the Gathering, or act like an insane son of a bitch, you should come by my stream at Bucketman Forever on Twitch. You can donate to me. You can ask me to build a deck. You know, we'll play a deck. We'll do something stupid and talk. And this is all falling apart with a smooth voice, really only holding it together. And trust me, it's a it's a fun Not watch. Talk. You'll you'll see me there too. You'll you'll see me in the background watching. Of course, of course. Thank you, Dwight, for stepping all over my smooth rant. I'm sorry. So anyway. I'll shut up. I'm going on mute. If you'd like like to see all of that and join in the madness, maybe see a deck that you want to have played before you dump your wild cards on it mindlessly like a fool, then come by my stream, Bucket Man Forever. I will be starting a stream in an hour or so, and I hope to see you all there. I'll catch you later. Goodbye. There you go. That's Peter Velko, Bucket Man, the number four ever on Twitch. It's a moral imperative to watch. Uh, I'll probably end up watching it before a major soccer game happens tonight, um, which is Colombia versus Peru, where the, the countries are where my parents are from. So I have to watch that game for moral purposes, I guess. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to sit there and say thank you very much. The uh, 1500 plus of you listening to the show. I am humbled. I know Peter's surprised. I, you know what? I thank you all. Don't forget to hit that like, uh, like, uh, follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I a hundred percent appreciate it. And I have fun bringing in pe- uh, guests like Peter. So, you know what? Got nothing more to say. You got something more to say, Peter? Or are you done? You're not humble. You're Dwight. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. I'll see you next time. Whoop, whoop. <laughs>